So I just completed my first three-day water fast, and now I'm talking all about it. Welcome, you're on air with Ella, where we share simple strategies and truths from people who are doing something better than we are. Whether it's wellness or fitness and fat loss to just living better and with more energy or changing your mindset to accomplish more in your own life and succeeding however you define it. This is where we share the best of what we're learning from the experts and we're learning more every day. Live better, start now. Hey, you're on air with Ella, and today is a wrap-up of my three-day water fasting experience. We're going to get into the nitty-gritty. I'm going to share with you my experience, my post-fast observations, and then I have a big announcement coming up for March of 2017, so stick around. Okay, guys, we're going to get into all of that, but first, a few housekeeping things. I wanted to let you know that I've, I'm taking the next step with On Air with Ella. I'm hiring an assistant. I do everything myself right now. I had an assistant, but I moved away from that. Uh, I'm moving right back to it. <laughs> it's time to elevate my game and get these shows out to you more consistently. Um, given all other work demands in my life, it has been a bit of a challenge, but I want to be there for you and I want to be there for you consistently. I also want to go back to our life balance wheel and keep hitting this personal development theme hard. I've got a lot of content to bring to you for 2017. So thanks so much for bearing with me in this, this crazy, crazy time in my life, but I'm really excited to tell you that I'm about to step up my game. So stick with me. Okay. The other thing that I wanted to tell you is I have started doing Facebook live videos. And those of you who are in my fasting small group in January, as I record this now in January of 2017, for those of you who are in the fasting small group for January, you already know that I have been doing some Facebook live videos. For those of you who haven't seen them, they are live on the Facebook page for On Air with Ella. So that's all you have to search on air with Ella. And what's funny about that is, first of all, I'm terrified of video. Uh, podcast is my comfort zone. So it was fun to do something that was scared me. And you get to see me in all ranges of disarray. Um, and I also introduce a new character in the uh, Ella narrative, and that is my hubby. He makes an appearance in these videos as well. So check those out. They're at the On Air with Ella Facebook page, and you'll start to see more of those. So if make sure you're following that page uh, so that you get the notifications when I do that. Okay? It's kind of fun, and it's nice to interact with you that way. All right. So as many of you know, I have just completed a three-day water fast. If this is your first time hearing about this, then I do implore you to go back and listen to episode 90, okay? And then that will lead you to episode 92 and 93. And we detail a lot of information and share a lot of the science behind fasting and a lot of the rationale behind fasting. And I share with you my why. But this show today, this is for the people who are already there, who have already heard those and want to hear about the experience because maybe you shared in this experience with me or maybe you're considering doing this yourself in the future. And if you are, stick around because we're doing something in March. And again, it's a little bit different this time. So I can't wait to tell you about that too. So you know I always tell you guys the truth, and I'm not going to pretend that this was some amazingly cathartic experience and everybody should do it and you'll see rainbows every day and you'll wake up with bountiful energy. I did not have any sort of miraculous experience during this fast. 
What's fascinating to me now is I've had so many experiences following this fast that I want to do it again. Like I'm actually really interested in doing this again. So let me take you on my emotional journey. Here's the, here's the story of the three day fast. The first day was really hard. I was actually snowed in for the first two days, basically. And that was more challenge than I needed. I don't know about you when it's cold outside and if you're snowed in, so like life is quieter than normal to not be able to eat is just like, Oh, I just felt like I got sucker punched by mother nature. And I was brutally honest about that in the short videos that I, that I shared with you guys. (laughs) So that made it more challenging. But what that tells me is since that's extremely unlikely to repeat itself, at least where I live, then I can do this because that was particularly difficult and it just is unlikely to repeat itself. I find that the weeks are so busy that I will for sure focus on my next fast will be during the week so that I am utterly and completely distracted, you know, 90% of the time. So no major big insights. It was hard. I mean, during the fast, that is. It was difficult. It was not fun. It was boring in its own way. Like to not eat is boring. Like I really like eating. So to not eat for three days was for lack of a better way to articulate this. It was just boring. Like you get bored with not eating and eating is a social time and it's just all the things that we love about it. And so that part I did not enjoy at all. At the same time, by day three, I realized that of course this is all mental, like 99.9% mental, not physical, that I could have gone longer. Everybody in the group said that, by the way, everybody who tried it was like, oh, I definitely could go longer. And I think that's what you do. And Jimmy Moore talks about that. He says, you build your fasting muscle. And so even if you only did it for eight hours and then you failed or crashed and burned, like that's the first step. And then the next step, you do it a little bit longer and a little bit longer. And it's not, it's not, it is finite there. It's not like you want to keep building and keep adding on hours and days and hours and days. And at the same time, my goal is to do a slightly extended fast because of the self-experimentation aspect of it. And because I really want to see if it does transform anything, my, my, my gut, or, you know, if I see any differences in my skin or anything of that nature. And I, I now know that, um, I very likely will because just three days did in fact have an impact that I wasn't able to appreciate until after it was over. So let me tell you about some of that. And I would say, Let's, let's talk about the physical first. The mental was enormous and I'll spend a little bit more time there. So physically speaking, several of the people that did this with me in the fasting small group, they lost, I mean, five pounds, 14 pounds in three days. Now in the book that we referenced, the complete guide to fasting by Dr. Jason Fung and Jimmy Moore, they talk about a half a pound a day is realistic while you're fasting for permanent fat loss. So you might lose four pounds. And if you've done a three day fast, you might gain two and a half of it back. Did I do my math right? Yeah. And, and keep a pound and a half of fat off. Like that's not a bad result at all. It's actually very aggressive weight loss. I lost maybe, drum roll please, maybe half a pound. (laughs) My husband lost eight pounds. No problem. Okay, so I lost half a pound and I wasn't worried about it because I don't care about the scale on the best of days, but also 
my body looked different. My clothes fit better. Um, there was definitely reduced inflammation. There was reduced puffiness in my face. And overall, it just had a leaning effect, which of course had a great deal to do with water weight. And at the same time, part of the reason I carry around extra water weight is because of what I'm eating and retaining. So I'm totally down with losing water weight. That is still, that still makes me happy. The other happy side effect of that physically is when you lose, when you slim down and lean out a little bit, even if it's quote water weight, it's still invigorating and motivating. So I found it very, very easy to throw on gym clothes and run to the gym and be motivated because I felt much better in my skin and I felt more like a lean, mean fighting machine. And it just mentally and physically helped me. So water weight, schmatter weight. I was still uh, very, very comfortable and happy with that side effect. My husband lost eight pounds and he put, I want to say four pounds back on, you know, almost immediately, but he's held. So he's actually now losing weight. So I think it had the same sort of catalyst effect on him where it sort of jump started with him. And a number of you in the small group have said the same thing. Now there is a flip side to this physically. And mentally. And that is that a lot of people after the three day fast sort of imploded and maybe had a binge fest or overate or, and this was interesting, didn't overeat by their old standards, but felt like they overate because they had been fasting for three days and then to eat eight to overeat a little bit, even though it wasn't super copious amounts, didn't feel good. And, and to me, that's, such a worthwhile lesson and observation. I had a similar experience. I did fine on the first day or two, and then somewhere around day three afterward, I'm talking about post-fast, somewhere on day three, I just ate anything that was not nailed down in my kitchen. And as I joked about with some of you, since nothing's actually nailed down in my kitchen, I pretty much ate all the things. But it didn't, it was, it was okay. It was okay because I'm mentally in a different place and I was able to sort of self-correct and get back on like a healthy path for me. And I'm going to talk more about that uh, when I get to the mental aspect. So physically, my skin was brighter by day three. You can watch the videos and see what you think. Again, it was only three days, so it's not just, you know, it's not totally life-altering. But you can actually, I think you can, um, and some of you commented on it, I think you can see a little bit of a difference in my skin tone um, from day one and day three. And I don't like wear foundation or anything. So you can, you're, you're looking at my actual face. Um, I didn't just just like add more makeup as the days went by and, and file this away under TMI, my gut was operating better. Some people have, um, like a bowel cleaning out situation. And for many, many people, it's actually the opposite. Since you are fasting and not putting anything in, it's not uh, pushing everything through and you might not even have any elimination for that three-day period. And then the moment you eat, then there you go. For me, what was so interesting is a day or two after the fast, all systems returned to normal in a much healthier way than they had been before. And I was like, oh, now this is what I was, this is what I was aiming for. It's just like non-super bloaty tummy and then just completely normal elimination that, and, and you know what I'm going to do? 
so that you know what I'm talking about, because I don't feel like describing poop on the air. It's just not my jam today. Um, I am going to attach what's called a Bristol stool chart <laughs> to the show notes for this episode, which is literally categorizes um, what your poop is supposed to look like. And the healthy number on that chart is four. And you want to look for four and you want to see if that's what your number twos look like. And if they look like anything below that or above that, then that's kind of out of the healthy range and is an indicator that your gut is not operating optimally. And, and then, you know, the more extremes you go, then obviously the more extreme your potential condition is. And that's a really good and gross, I mean, it's gross, but it's a really good indicator of how well your bowels are functioning and what your digestive tract is doing. And, you know, gut health is health. So this is really, really important and was my motivator for doing the three-day water fast to begin with. And the fat loss is a happy side effect. Um, But my number one motivator, which I've shared with you guys several times, was sort of getting back to gut health. And post-fast, I saw a material difference. So I'm so curious about those of you who were in the fasting small group with me, if you noticed that as well. So what did I learn? I think that pretty much covers the physical side effects. Um, oh, I got cold during the fast, but some of my peeps in the group, they got really cold, like put on outdoor clothing to go to bed cold. So I thought that was fascinating. And I will ask Jimmy about that, uh, in a future Q and a episode, because I thought that was super, super interesting. I got a little bit cold, but not nothing to write home about, but so many people got really cold that I thought it was worth mentioning. All right, so I'm going to share with you some of the impact mentally, you know, less physically and more mentally and philosophically, and then I'm going to share with you some feedback from the group about their experiences and lessons learned. So mentally, this is where I have truly gained from this experience. For some reason, and other people speak to this, and I'll share that with you I'll share their feedback with you. But for some reason, this helped me so much in the craving slash binge eating category of my life. And if I am stressed or if I need to switch gears mentally from one heavy duty task to another, which happens to me a lot, um, I will use food in those moments and in those transitions. So to not have food in those transitions made me hyper aware of how much I use food in those transitions. And honestly, when it comes to this whole wellness journey for all of us, I really feel like just the awareness is half the ball game here. So bringing that to the forefront for me, I mean, I've always known it in the back of my brain since I started paying attention, but when it's that literal and in front of you and you have to figure out something else to do with yourself in those moments, that was just very, very instructive for me and for a lot of people in the small group. And what has stuck with me now is I just feel so much more in control. And that's a tricky word to use. And it's kind of like a trigger word or a buzzword when you are talking to people who have eating disorders, like deprivation disorders, anorexia, that type of thing. Um, I am not about controlling my intake and controlling every ounce my body gains or loses or counting macros or counting calories. Like, no, uh, that, that I, I, I left that arena a long time ago and I have no intention of going back. But anyone who's ever had binging tendencies or overwhelming cravings, then you can relate to the lack of control 
feeling that that gives you. And for some reason, this experience helped me regain the acknowledgement and awareness that I'm in control. So I have overeaten a couple of times since we fasted and it's been fascinating to see how I'm handling it so differently than I would have before. No downward spiral. It had a finite beginning and a finite end to it. And in fact, um, the last time, I mean, it's been maybe once or twice. I don't mean to make it sound like every other day I'm just losing my mind, but I had a very weird travel day. It was a 20 hour day. You know, my day started at 4:30 in the morning. I, it, it just completely threw me off. And long story short, I ended up that evening with people that I enjoy. I ended up having a feast at a wonderful restaurant on my, during my travels. And instead of saying, oh, I'm starving and now I'm eating in an out of control way. I said, no, this is the feasting part. (laughs) There's fasting and there's feasting and I am going to enjoy the hell out of this meal. And I did friends, (laughs) like all seven courses and dessert. (laughs) And it was beautiful and delicious. And I felt really heavy when I was done because it was too, it was more food than I needed, but it was beautiful food and it was so good. And I enjoyed it so much. And then the next day was a travel day again. And you know what? I didn't need to eat. I did a 24 hour fast the whole day. It was easier. I was super busy. It was kinder on my body. And I came home and I felt light on my feet and great. So I had this feast, not a binge, a feast. And the next day I had a fast. And I think that you can get in very slippery territory. So I'll address that later. Very slippery territory where you get into this cycle of binging and starving. And that is not what I'm talking about. I truly enjoyed my feast. And then the next day, largely due to circumstances, I benefited from fasting. I would never have done that in 1 million years uh, prior to this three-day fast. All right. I think that this is where I need to remind everyone, and I, I think I've done a good job of explaining this on previous shows, but just in case it needs restating, fasting is not about starvation. It's not about depriving yourself of food. It's not about eating a very, very minimal amount of calories. It is about allowing your body time to rest from one of the most resource consumptive processes that it has, that it does, that it performs, and that is digestion. All right. And anyone who is still struggling with any kind of eating disorder, this is not a protocol that you should explore. Anyone else, you should never do something because you heard someone talk about it and how well it worked for them, right? We know that. We know that internet wisdom is not wisdom, but what is useful, I think, is for me to share my experiences with you as I go along so that you can then do your own research and fold these things into your life. And I'm opening up my toolkit and I'm like, look at my hundred tools. And you're like, oh, I reject 98 of them, but those two tools look like they could work for me. Let me look into them and explore them in my life. All right, go back to episode 90 and re-listen to the first episode we did about what fasting is and why. And just be reminded of that. Just a quick sanity check there. Okay. One more thing that this taught me with regard to binging and craving. And that is what's interesting is when I have sort of gone down that road before where I just start stuffing my face because like I said, I'm either stressed or I'm looking to fill a gap or I'm, you know, it's emotionally driven, not stomach driven. I have a negative self-talk tape that plays in my head, just like I think every other human being on the planet. And what I 
am so grateful for and just love about this experience is I don't do that. Like the, my, my experience since completing the water fast has been, gosh, I'm really hungry. Wow. I just ate something that was filling, theoretically filling and nutritious and yummy and wonderful. And yet I don't feel satisfied. And my next question to myself isn't what can I have next? It's why I literally stop and I ask myself why, okay, so what am I actually feeling right now and why, and what do I need? And it doesn't keep me from eating it. It just makes me do it consciously. And that's a completely different experience. And then of course it has the natural side effect of like shutting that whole crazy process down. I don't, I would love to be able to tell you the reason this experience had this net effect on me is, and I don't know. And that's why I want to do it again is because I want to keep learning from this and sharing this journey with you. But I know that several of you in the fasting small group have articulated that you had a similar experience. So I know that this is a real thing. (laughs) At the end of the day, my big, big takeaway is that like any habit, like any habit or any goal, fasting for health and for wellness makes a really interesting servant and a really good servant if everything's aligned and the planets are aligned and everything's operating in your favor and it's a good time for you. It makes a really good servant, but it would make a very, very bad master. So my takeaway here is to leverage this experience and to use intermittent fasting, which I've gone back to now, and periodic fasting as a servant to my much higher goal. And honestly, to not think about it all that much because what I am not trying to do is go backward in my life where I'm focusing on eating and not eating instead of focusing on the things that really matter. Like, who am I trying to be? What do I want to accomplish today? What do I want to accomplish this year? Uh, Who do I want to spend time with? Do I want to worry about whether or not I'm eating in my eating window or do I want to go meet my friends that I haven't seen in two months? For me, it will always be the latter and I can leverage these tools, add them to my toolkit and use them when appropriate, but they are not going to define me. So that's where I ended up and I can't wait to do this again and learn even more. We're going to do this again in March. I can't wait to tell you who has agreed to do this with me. And we agreed that it would be so cool to do it together because I can tell you 100% I could not have done this without the fasting small group and without my husband doing it with me. So I needed two things. I needed a fasting buddy and that was my husband. And then I needed the fasting small group for like a whole nother level of accountability and sharing. I needed those two. So I don't think since I was spoiled this time, I don't think that I would be able to do this again without a fasting buddy and then without the accountability and sharing and love and support in the amazing community that we accidentally created in the Fasting Small Group, which is a private Facebook group now. And I think it's called Fasting Small Group on Air with Ella. So it's easy to find and easy to join. So we're going to do this again. I'm going to tell you a lot more about it. But the week that we're going to do this is the week of March 12th. All right, that's a Sunday. So that would be uh, the last meal day. And I'm going to tell you so much more about this as that date nears. But the show, the On Air with Ella show, is going to get back to personal development topics and other topics about overall wellness. So this will be the last show on fasting for a while. But 
Uh, again, as we get nearer to that date, I of course will share details with you. You can also join the fasting small group, which will remain unmoderated until we get closer to the fasting date again. I, I will not be active in that group until we reopen it for the March session. Okay. So here's what's going to be different. Besides having an account, a, a different accountability buddy who I can't wait to share with you. Besides having that, I'm actually going to do this for an extended period of time. So it's going to be essentially a week. And I have learned from the first experience, as I mentioned before, that a weekday fast is going to be better for me. Uh, and my buddy agrees because we're so, so busy during the week. Honestly, it's just a really nice distraction. Now, please note, that many people advocate, and I'm sure they're right, many people advocate really taking it easy during a fast, especially a week-long fast, and I completely agree and can't. I'm going to choose to start where I am and to use what I have and to do what I can. That's going to be my MO, and I will not be able to sit on a beach in Tahiti for this week, unfortunately. Okay, so our last meal will be on the Sunday, March 12th. And then the intention is to break our fast the following Saturday. So it's over five days of fasting because whenever you stop on Sunday, it starts. And then whenever you break it on Saturday, it ends. And the fasting days, the complete fasting days will be the Monday through Friday. All right. So more to come about that. All right, I hope these insights were helpful for you. If you want to stick around, I'm about to share some testimonials that I will also include more of on the On Air with Ella site for episode 94. You can just type 094 into the search on the page and more testimonials will pop up. But I want to share with you some feedback from other folks because I think it's really interesting to share a wide array of experiences. So here we go. Colette said, I learned that you need to set yourself up for success prior to attempting a fast, even an intermittent fast. Things like adequate sleep, good hydration, proper stress management, and having a clean diet are essential to having a good experience with fasting, in my opinion. She's 100% right. Sleep, I can't say enough about. You get it. You've heard me talk about it before. But if you're not well rested, it's hard enough to just not even eat way too many carbs when you're sleepy. Imagine being sleep drunk and then not being able to eat. Like that's just far, far too much stress on your body. So I could not agree more, Colette. Neen says, I imagine this would be harder when traveling. And Neen, yes, a lot of people that I know in the intermittent fasting world, they use travel days as fasting days. I actually find it more stressful to do it that way for some reason. Now I've had both experiences. I just shared with you that on one of my travel days I fasted, but my, my flight was very, very late at night. And so that was not really a part of my day. Um, I think it's harder while traveling, but that is a personal opinion. I'm just so in need of good fuel while I'm traveling and working really hard um, that I can't imagine trying to combine the two. And on the flip side of that coin, I've thought about taking a holiday and combining that with a fast, and I thought, if I'm on holiday, like, I want to eat and, and have a cocktail. Like, why would I do that to myself? So that's out for me. Penny said, I would definitely do it again. I think in order for me personally to be successful, I need to have the following lined up. Number one, a clear goal. This time around, I did not have a clear goal, which kept me in a sort of waffling state. Wow, Penny, I'm so glad you mentioned that. You are 1000% correct. Set a target. It's okay if you miss the target. 100% okay. Baby steps. We're building our muscle, our fasting muscle. But to not have a target, 
honestly, for me, it would just shut me down. And I know this is a personal preference. Some people could just be like, I'm just going to see how it goes. And that is so not me. So Penny, I'm with you. Having a clear goal means you make the decision once and you're done. And then you just aim for the goal and you do the best that you can. All right. Penny goes on to say, I need to do a better job of nourishing my body prior to doing this. While I try to eat clean, I'm far from perfect at it. I think it's really important to have your eating on point before trying fasting. So Penny, yes. And this is really important, not just from a mental and physical, you know, it's easier. It's not, it's not important just from that aspect. It is medically important that your body be well nourished because the whole point of fasting is that your body is actually, um, consuming its stores, its fat stores, its mineral stores, its glucose stores, its vitamin stores, and it has enough in there to live off of. And if you are eating a standard American diet that's full of calories, but not of nutrition, and if your diet is suffering in nutritional density, then it can be very, very dangerous to leap into a fast. So, so excellent point there, Penny. Sam, oh, Sam, you brought such a sane voice to the group. I appreciate you so much. He said, I do IF as a lifestyle, but also to push myself into test things. I found that fasting has started to come easier and easier for me. I do need to play with the electrolyte intake to fine tune things because I didn't do bone broth or kombucha. My key takeaway is how much better I feel. I sleep better and oddly less. I function better and have more energy and I feel like I'm in a peak state longer. I played with eating various foods afterward and man, carbs were like being hit by a train. A lot of people say what Sam is saying here and let's talk about sleep for just a moment. I woke up earlier and kind of with a ready to go sort of feeling uh, while I was fasting. And I find if I intermittent fast and finish my eating window earlier in the day, then the next morning I wake up earlier and I wake up with far more energy. So I'm right there with you. Some people slept very, very poorly. I don't have an informed response to that right now. It's something that I'm going to pay close attention to and ask Jimmy about when we get closer to March. Um, again, some, some people had the best sleep of their lives and other people really, really struggled. So it'll be interesting to get his take on that. Okay. Emma says, this is probably terrible, but I want to keep doing it for weight loss. Having a mental challenge has always excited me more than a physical challenge. So I think this might be the best path toward fat loss. Emma, I know I'm super cautious about talking about fasting for weight loss, but that's because I want to be responsible with my platform and not encourage people who are looking for a silver, a silver bullet, but hell yeah. I mean, if you're in a good, healthy, nourished state, but you want to incinerate some fat off your body, then fasting works. (laughs) So I'm careful about it and I want to be responsible about it, but high five. I'm with you. Okay. Diana says, heck yes, I would definitely do another fast. I want to push myself even further because now I know I can do it. I feel the same way, Diana, same way. Three days was a challenge, but I would like to push for five to seven days. I want to continue to let go of my obsession with food and my need to overindulge. Even though I'm active and I'm vegan, I still have quite a few bad habits. Oh, Diana, don't we all? Namely, binging on healthy snack food and also not so healthy snack food. I've realized that I default to eating when I'm stressed or bored or in need of comfort. My life revolves around food. This was an incredible learning experience and I'm so proud of myself for taking a step in the right direction. I admit I wasn't going to listen to your podcast episodes about fasting because it scared the bleep out of me and I didn't think I could ever do it. Diana, all I can say to that is I feel like I could have written that myself. (laughs) 
I didn't want to read about fasting or interview anybody about fasting for the same exact reason. So I'm right there with you. It's been so, so educational and informative and fascinating. Okay, Joan says, I would definitely do it again. First of all, getting through it gave me a tremendous amount of courage to know that I can do this. I won't collapse of hunger if I go a little extra time without eating. Also, after a recent trip to my cardiologist, I researched the heart benefits of fasting and found there are many, and I feel great about that. Joan's right. There's a whole section in Jimmy and Fung's book about uh, the cardiovascular benefits and heart health. So she is on point there. Also, major, major uh, testimony about major, major uh, lab experiments and, and, and patient testimonies about type 2 diabetes. So those are two things I didn't go into an enormous amount of detail, but both of them have um, enjoyed lots of benefits from fasting, according to Dr. Fung's work. Okay, Camille says, I would 100% want to integrate this as a quarterly practice. If there is any chance of this preventing disease in the future, it is so worth it. I also love the mental resiliency it builds. It's not just that the fast itself was difficult. It was actually far more manageable than I expected. Leading up to it, I was totally psyched out. Camille, so many people said that. So she went on to say, I felt like I was doing something good for my body and it felt the opposite of restrictive, which really surprised me. Camille, I'm like, my head is nodding off of my neck right now. What you said on your live cast, that's the Facebook live videos, about setting a goal and making that commitment from the start was so accurate. Also, I love how productive I felt. I got so much done. Yesterday felt like a slog of food prep meals and dishes after three days of fasting. John said, I would absolutely do it again. I'd prepare a little differently next time. This time was basically a full-on experiment for me, so next time I'd know exactly how to prepare for a longer fast. I liked all of the benefits that came with the fast. Mental clarity, extra time, having a full-on reset for my relationship with food, and the weight loss didn't hurt. The reset of my food relationship was the big one. I almost feel like I'd like to be doing this once a quarter. That way, I'm never more than 90 days away from a reset of my obsession with food and if I'm getting off track. I really love food and trying different foods, and sometimes I overindulge, so this is a great reset point for me. The only catch is I don't know if I could do a longer fast without the group support. The group support was invaluable. John, you won't have to. Join us in March. Claire says, my why was gut health and kickstarting fat loss. I also wanted to be happier with experiencing hunger. I know what you mean, Claire. Like Georgie Fear taught us, hunger is not an emergency, but for me, it used to feel like it. She goes on to say, I would try a longer fast because when I got to hour 72 and broke my fast, I actually felt as though physically I could have gone longer. Mentally, I had reached my goal and wanted to eat. Me too. I wasn't sure I would ever make it to day three, so it's giving me huge confidence in myself. Okay, Stacy said, I'm so glad I did this. I crave and love wine and cheese. My cravings for both so far are non-existence. Late on day three, I felt pretty loopy and, and took that as a sign that I should probably eat some healthy solids. I would not hesitate doing this again, however. Stacy raises such a good point. That's why I wanted to share this with you. If you're starting to feel that you should eat, then you do. So I just want to remind everybody of that. Okay, I've got three more. 
Ryden said, fasting with this group made this experience more of an adventure and more fun. I feel amazing today. So if we do this again, I'm definitely in. My why for wanting to do this again is the same for why I did it this time. I'm taking control of my health and my life. I'm not willing to settle for feeling less than my best or living a mediocre life. If my doctor can't find the answer for my health struggles, then I will. Daily intermittent fasting is now a part of my lifestyle. Occasional extended fasting is a great new tool to have in my health toolbox. Thank you, Ella. Ryden, I feel like I wrote that for you and asked you to say it. (laughs) I couldn't have said it better myself. Kendall had an interesting experience and I'm so proud of her. She said... First, I want to say thank you for the support group and this opportunity to be a part of it. I struggled with the fact that I quit before 24 hours. I mentioned early on that in my younger life, I did have a time of eating disorder habits. I definitely thought that I was past it because for three years, I've eaten really well. And she's been eating a paleo diet, eating a ton of really good food. And she sort of thought she was past that point in her life. I will continue with my lovely, I will continue with my 16, eight intermittent fasting, which means that she eats in an eight hour window and fasts for 16 and will continue on with her paleo diet, but extended fasting. And even the idea of it immediately put Kendall into the food mind game scenario that I thought I was passed, she says. She goes on to say, additionally, I am a huge CrossFitter and supporting my training just doesn't jive with extended fasting. My goal was to learn about myself and kick a cycling cold that I've had for months and I did succeed in those goals. And I did learn about myself and that continued regular eating is key to where I have come in my life and relationship with food. I also kicked up my fermented food and kombucha during my non-fasting time, which did defeat my cold. Yay, she says. Kendall's story is so important because it shares a balanced view of when fasting makes no sense and can even be harmful. So she's a CrossFitter. She's training intensely. When I'm knee deep in triathlon training, I'm not going to be focused on fasting. My body will need fuel as did Kendall's. The other thing that she touches on is that mental trigger that I've mentioned several times. And she was so smart to realize that she was triggering bad behaviors that she had left behind and therefore this was not a fit for her. So I salute you, Kendall, for doing what worked for you and ignoring the rest. I'm so proud of you. Amy is our last to comment here for now. Amy says, the biggest thing that I learned was how often my mental drift leads me to eat, drink, or seek consumption of some kind. I thought it was quite amazing how feelings come and pass and how my body could operate just fine using itself as fuel. My insights and aha moments came days one through day three. Day four was a fine bonus. Throughout day five, I kind of just got bored with the process since I had already had my takeaways and I was ready to bring delicious and nutritious food back into my day. Throughout my fasting, I didn't experience any euphoria or extreme bouts of energy that were out of the ordinary. I felt pretty normal and gained a new respect for my determination and mindset. My husband found it pretty impressive too. I'm going to wrap up there because there's so much to relate to in that. First of all, Amy did five days, so wow. And secondly, I felt the same way. I didn't feel, I had more energy and more, was I felt like I was buzzing kind of the whole time. Like my mind was buzzing the whole time. That is not mental clarity, but it was some sort of different mental activity. And I, as I said, I did have more energy because I was just lighter feeling, but I did not have any profound cathartic experiences during those three days. 
the time after is really where my lessons have come from. So I shared all of that with you because I thought that there would be pieces and parts that you could relate to no matter where you are in your journey, whether you are dealing with binging and cravings that are out of control and feel like they are controlling you, whether you are looking for a little bit of a kickstart to reset your journey, your health and wellness, the path to health and wellness, or whether you've been experimenting with intermittent fasting or want to, or like me, if you're at the point where you knew you wanted to take it to another level and wanted to see what you could do and how it felt. Guys, I can't wait to continue to learn more with you and I will share more details about the March 12th, 2017 fasting week, which people can join and do intermittent fasting for that week. That's a wonderful place to start. You can choose to use that week as a whole foods fast, which is a bit of a misnomer, but what it means is you just focus on whole foods for that one week, and that represents a cleanse for many, many people. Perhaps you want to try water fasting for one day out of that week. Perhaps you want to try a three-day. Perhaps you want to jump on board with my top secret fasting buddy who I can't wait to share with you and I'll do that in some fun way really soon and maybe you're ready for an extended fast because you meet all of the criteria that make that a healthy option for you. No matter who you are and where you are and what point you are in your journey, I can't wait to learn more with you. Go dominate today and I'll talk with you soon. Love ya! Okay, everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's show and got something out of it that you can use. If you did and you want to learn more, just go to onairwithella.com where I put up links to all of the good stuff that we talked about today and more information about our guests and all the good stuff that you did not need to write down today because I got you covered. Don't forget to join our Facebook page and thanks for those phenomenal reviews in iTunes. Every great review helps and we read every one. Thanks for listening and thanks for inspiring me. You are quite simply awesome.